When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Folks, all day today, WABC joins the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Frank Silla will join me, in fact, in about 22 minutes. It's a special day of tribute, remembering 9-11 22 years later. We will never forget America's heroes. Please listen all day for special programming. And, of course, thank you to the Tunnel to Towers for helping 9-11 victims and their families. Governor Pataki who was uh, the governor back, of course, 22 years ago today and one of my favorite people. So, Mr. Pataki, one of the reasons why we did so well here in New York after that horrific, horrific day was because of you and people like Giuliani and Kerrick, but specifically you and Giuliani. And everyone knows, everyone knows, George, that you guys were not exactly the best of friends. In fact, not even close. But you decided that, hey, New York needs us. Let's put our personal feelings aside. And now, 22 years later, you guys are the best of friends. We saw this with the Blasio and Cuomo. They could not come together to help New Yorkers during the COVID crisis. They were too damn selfish. But you and Giuliani figured out a way. Do you agree that's part of the reason why you guys did so well? Yeah, absolutely, Sid. You have to put your ego aside. You have to put your self-interest aside when there's a crisis like that. And you pointed out Cuomo and de Blasio, and that was just really a sad thing to watch from the sidelines, that people were dying because they wouldn't even talk, let alone cooperate. And when you have a crisis, you can't act like that. Uh, Sid, i got to tell you, that day I made the most important decision of my 12 years. You know, Rudy's command center had been blown up and uh, destroyed, and he was out of commission for a while. So I had my team activated and in the city, and I got a call that afternoon from Rudy saying, you know, I'm here. We have our command center set up at the old police academy. And I thought for a minute, and I said, I'll be right down. And I took my entire team down to the same, not just building, but room where Rudy and his team were. And from the afternoon of the 11th for Probably months thereafter, on one side of the table were all the city people. On the other side of the table were all the state people. Wow. We didn't miss a beat. We did everything together. Wow, that is an unbelievable story and a great job out of you, Governor Pataki. That's that's great work. So what, what was it like, though, in, in detail? What were, what exactly were you guys doing at those tables? And what, what were the conversations like between you and Rudy, which I'm sure involved President Bush? With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. Well, absolutely. We talked to, I talked to President Bush that morning and uh, during the course of the day and uh, that evening, the FEMA team, the federal emergency team came in and sat at that same table in that same room. So it was just 
a tremendously coordinated response. But, you know, the first thing that morning, you know, I was just listening to John Katsimatidis, and he said we didn't know what was going to happen next. And that's exactly right. So the first thing was to focus on security, uh, uh, closing the bridges and tunnels, shutting down the airports, uh, sending in uh, not just state troopers but the National Guard to critical parts uh, where you knew there'd be lots of people, uh, and then things like uh, the statewide emergency response. The firefighters all went down to ground zero. What happens if there's a fire in the Bronx or someplace else? So we have fire uh, teams from all over the state come down and backfill for the for the city fire department. So there was an enormous amount to do, uh, but it was never overwhelming when you knew you had a great team working with you and you had the tremendous people of New York just talking to help as opposed to run away. And you say we had no idea, like John said, what was happening next. And I don't know if you know this, uh, George, but I moved to uh, Bell Harbor out in uh, by Rockaway Beach, and my house is exactly, exactly five blocks from where that plane crashed in Rockaway almost two months of the day after 9-11. I was on the Intrepid with Imus. Imus is on the phone with Tom Ridge, ironically, and I whispered in Imus's ear, hey, we have another issue here. Another plane is down. So I have to think that you and Rudy and all of you guys thought two months later, here we go again, yes? Well, you know, there was certainly uh, – I, I actually didn't think that it was a, an intentional act at that point, uh, and it turned out it wasn't. It was just a, a horrible accident. But, uh, yeah, I went out to Bell Harbor that afternoon, and I was out there a bunch of times thereafter, and it was a real tragedy. But as you were saying, literally two months later, you didn't know what still could happen. And, you know, uh, Sid, I hate to say it, but we don't know today what might happen. Well, 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 uh, well let me John, stop you right there, because almost everybody on this show today, from John Katzmatidis to Peter King to Bernie Carrick, uh, Seabrook, everybody in agreement that uh, after what we saw, that horrible exit from Afghanistan resulting in 13 deaths, American soldiers, and uh, knowing for a fact that after that, uh, groups like al-Qaeda and Taliban really started to come together, everybody, every man here says that uh, it's going to happen again. They're sure of it. Maybe not the same as that day. That was quite an orchestrated disaster. But they seem to think it's going to happen again. They're almost sure of it. What about you? Uh, given what's happened since Biden's president, I, have, I, I, I couldn't uh, agree more. Something bad will happen in this country. You have the Taliban controlling Afghanistan and al-Qaeda back in Afghanistan. You have an open border. We know for a fact that hundreds of people on the terrorism watch list have crossed the southern border illegally, come across from Mexico, and yet Biden doesn't know anything about it. So uh, it's, it's tragic to say, particularly on this uh, horrible day, uh, but with the open border, with the Taliban and al-Qaeda back in Afghanistan, I do fear this is going to happen again. You look back at that day, and uh, you're quick to compliment President Bush, 43, as as everybody else is. Uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, when he stood upon the wreckage with the bullhorn, his approval rating was 97%. So it's going to sound like a silly question, but I'll ask it anyway. I guess you were very happy with the federal response here in New York. Absolutely. The federal response was tremendous. As I said, you know, FEMA was here uh, on the afternoon of September 11th, and uh, they brought in search and rescue teams. They brought in all sorts of assistance from all over the country, and uh, uh, anything that we needed or wanted, uh, the, the federal government was there right away. So, uh, you know, and Sid, I look at, you mentioned de Blasio and Cuomo with uh, the, the COVID crisis. I look at Hurricane Katrina, uh, where it was not just a horrible uh, uh, 
hurricane, but the response was horrific. And you had the mayor blaming the governor, the governor blaming the president, the president blaming the mayor. We didn't have any of that. And that's something that New Yorkers can be proud of. Uh, Plus, the tremendous courage New Yorkers, not just the firefighters and the police officers and the EMTs, but, you know, I saw the construction workers there that morning on the pile risking their lives. Uh, trying to help cut through the steel to save mm. lives. It was an inspirational response. That hurricane was the first time I've ever heard of Kanye West because he came out and said, George Bush doesn't like black people. And that's the first yeah. time I heard of Kanye West way back then. You know, um, I hate to give Hillary Clinton any credit for anything. I can't stand her. I do like her husband a bit, a bit, but I can't stand her. But she was senator back in 2001. Uh, during that uh, awful day, and she often boasts to people, George, hey, let me tell you something. I got New York a lot of money. I mean, to me, it was kind of a slam dunk, but she did do it. Do you give her credit for that? You know, it wasn't a slam dunk because I went down to Washington, and I met with the, the Senate. I met with the House leaders, and uh, I remember the senator from uh, Oklahoma, when I met with them, saying, you know, hey, Oklahoma City had this horrible terrorist act, and we didn't get any money. I don't know that you should, but I'll tell you who really came through, and that was the Senate Republican leadership. Uh, it was Senator Frist at the time. It was Senator Grassley at the time. I met with them, and they said, you're going to get the money. Uh, we're going to make sure you have what you need to recover. And, of course, President Bush, from the beginning, understood that this was this was an attack on America. Yes, it happened in New York, but it was against our, our country, against our freedoms, uh, against our belief in religious freedom and the ability to communicate uh, as we chose. So there was a commitment there from the president, uh, from Senator Grassley, who was chairman of the Appropriations Committee, from the House leadership. They all said, with rare exceptions, we're going to make sure you get the money you need to rebuild. You know, Governor Pataki, you talk about attack on America, and that that word attack, of course, usually denotes uh, something horrible, and 3,000 people did die that day. But I kind of look at the illegal crisis, maybe you call it migrant crisis, I don't, uh, as an attack on America, and the governor of our state right now has done nothing good. The mayor, maybe he has good intentions. He's done nothing good. He welcomed everybody with open arms. Now he's pissed off. Well, what, is, what did he think was going to happen if the borders were wide open? And they've been wide open all the way through. So I'm afraid to even ask you what you think of Hochul's job on the border crisis, because if, in fact, we do get hit again, take a look right there. Well, yeah, but the the border crisis is Biden's responsibility, and uh, um, he just has been awful and looking the other way. And then Mallorca should be impeached, the guy in charge of this. I mean, he just lies through his teeth about the border is closed. But if I were governor, I would act very differently. I would sue Biden. I would have sued him from day one, saying uh, his failure to uphold his oath of office and close the border is hurting New York State. I would have declared a state of emergency and done things to be able to uh, deal with the immigrants where you don't put them up in ex- expensive hotels and just have them here. And by the way, I said, you don't want to treat people, even if they come to this country illegally, as pawns in a political game. But I would send a bunch of a whole bunch of them down to Washington. You know, that's where they belong, on Biden's front yard. If he's going to let them in, let him deal with the issue. Are you worried, too, about cyber attacks, Governor Pataki? We often hear about the Chinese and Russia specifically, and, and I believe they've done stuff already. In fact, we know they have, whether it's a newspaper or some grid. Are, are you worried now about a cyber attack, uh, maybe even before something similar to what we saw back on 9-11? Uh, absolutely. You know, if there's another war, and let's pray there isn't, that involves the United States, it's going to start with a cyber attack. 
And what worries me in particular uh, is the electrical grid. You know, imagine New York City with no power, uh, and not just for a couple of hours because a tree came down, but have, with a mess because of, of a cyber attack. So I think that has got to be a top priority of our government uh, uh, and of, of the private sector. And we just have to do far more to prepare because, uh, you know, that it's not just China, it's Russia, it's Iran, it's rogue uh, operators that uh, want to do this. And, yeah. you know, I actually talked with some of our utilities and they see test runs of cyber attacks uh, that they are successful in fending off on a regular basis. So this is not just something that is you have to think about this is something you have to do something about so on the way out i want to uh, hope my friend george v is listening upstairs but for all the grief we give the fbi and doj and they deserve all of it they deserve all of it because they have been weaponized to make sure donald trump can't run they're doing stuff that is unsavory tawdry and quite frankly gross so we're not we're not being tough on the doj the fbi they deserve all that they're getting but but if we're going to be fair when you think about all the ways all the ways that we can attack again here in New York since then. We've had attacks. We had that one guy who ran down people in West Street on Halloween. We've had people die here, no question about it. But nothing major in 22 years. I think at some point well, we've got to give those people a lot of credit for thwarting all that, yes? Absolutely. I, I give them credit. You know, they're on the front lines every day, and uh, they deserve the criticism, not the agents, not the FBI agents, not the people in the DOJ, not the Homeland Security people. It's the political appointees at the top who have done this and weaponized the Justice Department and the FBI, and they should all be fired uh, and removed. But the actual agents out there doing their job, all we can do is thank them every day, as we should do to every single police officer in this city. Governor Pataki, you're uh, you're a treasure, man. You really are. And uh, I love when you call this show. You're one of my favorite guests. And I speak on behalf of uh, every New Yorker. And we thank you for your brave service when you were governor of this state. You were the last great governor we had. You were the last one. So thank you for hopping on and keep coming back. Thank you. Thank you, Sid. Great being on with you. You too. There he is, Governor Pataki. He really was the last great mayor we've had. What a bunch of shizzle since. My God.